I uh, just heard some sad news. Tom's going to stop smoking cigars now. I didn't say I was going to stop smoking Tom, cigars. I, I'm losing I'm my Tom. I'm losing him. The, today I he's, said I'm cutting back. Today he's, today he's giving me advice on how to become healthier. I once watched this man eat a sub you, for you 12 minutes on YouTube. I once watched him eat a sub on YouTube for 12 minutes, and now he's giving me advice on what vitamins to take. <laughs> what is this world coming to? You sit there and make this one later, mister. You, you sat there and said, oh, I gotta get better, and, and I asked you about, you know, if you've been going out walking, you said, oh, I want to, I want to. I do want to. No, don't, don't sit there and, and make me to be the bad guy. I'm not the good guy here. I'm not making you out to be a bad guy. All right, Razor Ramon. Okay, Chico, you're the bad guy in this one. Chico, I'm only, I'm only half, I'm only half serious. I'm only half. I, I am sick well, again. I have a question then for you, Joe. Oh, well, okay. What is it? Of course you are. It's, 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 it's a new month. It's a new month. You're funny. What's up? What's the question? But you. Sit there, you, you say these naughty bad things, very naughty and bad. Here's a question for you. When is the last time that you went to confession? You sinner. Oh boy. Oh god. Hmm. I hope I hope my mom's not listening. Oh god. Last time I went to confession. Did I do No, I mean we were both raised Catholic. I'm trying to think if I did it before I got married. If they made me do that. Usually they will because if you you received uh, communion, correct? Yeah, I received communion. Yeah. <coughs> I don't think You're I supposed to do it. Like, they, they usually ask you to do it, and all right. Well, here's the thing. It's been probably I mean, trying to think now. It's been probably uh, this is a, this is going to be embarrassing. It's probably been about thirty years. And that's the and a lot of sinning has happened yeah, would, since there was, I mean the, the most sinning I've ever done happened after I last confessed. So I think Yeah. I mean it had to have been before high school. I don't remember doing it during high school. And I definitely didn't do it like after like after that. So it's gonna have to have been about thirty years I'd say. All I know is before I die I definitely yeah, need I'm, a priest. I'm going. <laughs> See, that, 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 see, this is where I have the problem with this. I, I, it's twofold. It's twofold for me. One is the fact that as long as you ask for forgiveness on the last thing, like your last breath is you're like, God, I'm sorry. He's got to forgive you. So what do you really need confession for? I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be sacrilege, but it's just, it seems like it's it's a lot of uh, to do for something that you could just, as long as you get that last breath in. Mm-hmm. You know, like say if, say if I had terminal cancer, you know, and I'm, I'm laying in a hospital bed, you know, kind of slowly dying. Like, as long as I say it in there at some point before I, I die, I should be good. You know, you're not off. And the other thing is, like, right... You're, what's the other what's thing? That? Well, I was going to say is you're not wrong. No, no, no. You, you really could just keep no. going until that... The thing, though, is that, I mean, that's if you're prepared. Like, if I all of a sudden die of a heart attack, I'm, I'm not going to have time to, to have a priest. You know? So it's good to kind of, like, refresh yourself along the way. Yeah. <coughs> if, say every morning you woke up and you're like, God, I'm sorry, you're the good day, as long as you make it to the next day. Well, or right before you go to bed. Well, no, it you doesn't... You wake up it, and say, and right before you go to bed, you say, you're kind of set. 
pending a you know you get you don't get t-boned by like a tractor trailer yeah but that's not you need a priest to absolve your sins no you, but if you talk to god directly in a prayer well i guess well if if that's what counts then i then i last see, when you're when you're praying you're speaking directly to god okay then i lasted about two hours Listen ago <laughs> But I, I mean, and to me, like right now, I, I don't even know if I could go because I, I would literally have to take out the Ten Commandments, and I know most of them right now. I would have to go through. There's maybe like a few I haven't done, obviously, like you know I haven't killed anyone or anything crazy like that. Right. But like the take the Lord's name in vain. I mean, Jesus Christ, I say it all the time. Right. There you go again. You know things like that. Like I, I, I it would really. <coughs> hard for me to sit there and remember everything I did. So, like, I would almost have to go in and go, you know what, this is what I didn't do. And be like, everything else I did. Like, pretty much anything you could think of, I did. So let's just, can we not have to rehash it? Um, Probably, like, some of them in the thousands. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. If you're going to count talking to God, then I, I mean, I do it every day. We, um, we've, we've gotten into the act of, we, well, we've been doing it since, like, she was pretty much a newborn, we, uh, we do prayers with my, with my daughter at night before bed. And we, uh, you know, we, we don't do the Our, uh, our Father or anything. Like she do the little hand thing? No, but, <clears throat> like, we do, like, a little, like, uh... Does she kneel at the bed? No, 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 not, nothing like that. She's still in her crib, actually. <laughs> but, um, she, uh, no, we just say, like, oh, you know, uh, thank you, God, for, like, uh, um... Like, uh, watching over us today and watch over, like, I, you know, we pray for, like, our friends and family and anyone who's going through, like, a hard time we pray for or, like, someone that, uh, just, like, our, grandpa our, our grandparents who are still alive and just, like, watch out for everybody and just stuff like that. So we, we kind of, we do that with her. Um, that's not really confessing anything. But, uh, yeah. Uh Really? I, like, mm -hmm. See, and this is what's funny. I mean, like, I, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a yeah, good I, guy. Tom. I don't want to sound sacrilegious. I mean, I just find it very funny that, um, you know, I, I went to Catholic school. I was at church every week, and I kind of do not follow anymore on the line of that. I've never really gotten my kids into it. You know, I almost look at it like it's their decision to see what they want to do when they get older. Mm -hmm. Um. Where my mom is like a diehard. She like goes every, like, I mean, religiously every week. It goes, goes, goes. Same with and my then, mom. You know, yeah. I mean, someone like you, I mean, you did CCD, I assume, right? I did. You have like your, your main, um, I do. Sacraments. Yeah, man. Like, I, I did communion, I did confirmation, I, like, have, I have confirmation name, did it all. Now, but when, like, when's the last time you actually like went to church? Say on the regular. <coughs> uh, my daughter's uh, my daughter's baptism. <laughs> on the regular. Oh, so, on like, the regular. Once. But you say prayers every night. Uh, we do say prayers every night. Um, I I I I talk to, I talk to God a lot. I believe in God and stuff like that. I don't go to church. I, on the regular, probably before my wedding, we went. We had to meet the priest, and we went to church. Um, 
and I feel bad because like after we went, we're like, you know, we should make this a, like a once a month thing, like because the church was in the Bronx, and uh, I said we should make you know, come down. We'll go to, like brunch afterwards. We never went again, <laughs> but it was kind of, you know, it was it was a th- the thought that counts. But we're both, you know, we're both very Catholic, and we're both, um, again, I, I believe in God and stuff. So I, it's not like I'm denouncing anything. <coughs> um, until my kid turns eighteen, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be Catholic. After after eighteen, you become an adult. If you want to explore other shit, go ahead. I'll look down on you for a couple years, but that that's really it. Fucking dog across the street. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, to me, I like being raised Catholic, going to Catholic school for years, going to church every week with my mother, as religious as she is. I mean, every holy day, every holiday, every every uh, Saturday, she's at church. She goes sometimes during the week just to kill time. I mean, me, oh, I'm man. like the farthest thing from it. Well, and you're a I heathen. Feel bad in a way because again. Honestly, like I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a prayer guy, I, and I, I think I'm, I'm a little jaded just from my experiences in life. So I, I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm against it. <coughs> I just, I have a very, uh, a cynical approach to it. Did I ever tell you, my mom is? I just, all right, I, I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And no, I'm just saying that it's cynical about it and i'm not a, i'm not a big prayer guy but like, again i do believe <coughs> i just don't think that you need to do as much <coughs> as the church Excuse puts me. out to you for just uh, yeah the church I, puts out for you to do it okay i mean that but that's i you see here's the thing i and and this has been i think someone told me this like you don't have to go to church all the time i mean i think as long as you believe it's nowhere in the bible it's nowhere in the Bible. Yeah, you don't have to go to church all the time. I mean, it's it's good to do, but it's uh, you know, but as long as you believe in God, you don't denounce like then that's then that's okay also. Um, I don't follow everything with the Catholic like. Uh, thank God my mom doesn't listen to this. Like the the Friday meet on Fridays, <laughs> I feel guilty doing it, but I still I eat meat on Fridays during Lent, and I and I. Wish I didn't do it, but but I'm a gabon, you know. <laughs> I, I eat meat every fucking day. I can't go without eating meat. I just love it. So I just uh, oh, I lost Tom. <coughs> no, you didn't. I'm, I am here. I can hear you. Oh, okay. I lost it on this end, but um, uh, yeah. So I don't follow everything to a T. Um, I do feel guilty about some stuff, but um, but I don't think I'm. You know, like you said, the, the Ten Commandments. I don't do anything horrible. Like I really don't like, uh, you know, I don't hurt anybody. I don't like. Uh, I don't know. I just. I. I. I think. I. I think I'm a good. A good person, and I don't think God's gonna reprimand me when I die, and say, "Well, you didn't follow all Ten Commandments." Like you know, you're kind of, see you in hell. <laughs> you know, uh, I think. I, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. At least I hope I am. I mean, I, I think you are. I mean, Thank you, uh, Tom. That means a lot to me. You want to hear a funny story? I, I try. You want to hear a funny story? Is it how you how you how you left me hanging before? Left you hanging? Where we were talking, and, and then you, you yeah you, you you kind of uh you hit me below the belt a little. I felt a little I felt a little uh with what with a um, little with with the cigar stuff. 
no, no, no. With the uh, with the conversation we had earlier, uh, today, d- I, I was I'm, talking about you. I was very concerned. You, I'm you only, said this, and then, Tom, and then you made me feel bad because at that point, I if, I, I if I made you feel bad, you then made I, a statement. Well, I mean, you made a statement. Okay. I sat there and, and gave you a um, uh, more of a concern. You threw it back at me. I gave you. A, a reiteration that I, I that it's all about you, and then you still get me low. First off, first off, <laughs> I was fa- I'm only I'm only trying to be funny for the podcast. That's all. That's all I'm doing. Second of all, I I it's much appreciated, and I'm only I'm only yes. bust I'm only busting your chops. So if you if it's you because I love you, you know that I right? love you, you know, too. You know that I, I love, I love you, you too. So that, if I hurt yeah. your feelings. It was only a joke. Well, I apologize. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You know, I, I it really, really was. I'm not gonna lie. What? I would have had a witty com, com, uh, comeback, and <laughs> I actually did, but it was twofold. One, it took me a few minutes to think of it because I was so exhausted because I had worked overnight, so it didn't click with me. And then two, I had no internet connection in the um, in the store I was in. I was at my wife's store. Um, where she, I was picking her up from work. Wait, are you t- are you t- are you, ta- are you talking about can, when I said um, can you put can you give the phone back to Tom now? It was after that. No, after that. What did I say? It, it was like a few lines after that. What did I say? I, I'm I'm pulling it up now. Hold on. I said I want Joey looking like a stud. You said I don't. You don't think oh, I or yeah. you? I said a bigger one, and then you said I don't believe you, and that hurt. You didn't believe me. I was only joking. You didn't believe me. <coughs> well, you and I could not, and I could not think of the name of the song. But I tried to look to. I I, I did not know who sung it or sang it. Sung it, sang it. I don't know. But it was listen to your heart. And I tried to get you. I tried to play send a clip of it to you, so that when you when you would hit it, it would blast out because I knew you were at work. It would blast out so everyone at work would hear it. And I was hoping to get the joke in. And my phone had no internet connection, and I didn't know who sang the song, so I couldn't type it in. But I wanted that to blast when, when you were doing it, just to get a chuckle out of you at work, because I, I think at your cubicle, you would have sat there and had it loud enough where people around you would have heard it, and it would have just been such a random song that it would have been funny for you. Well, embarrassing for you, but funny for everyone else. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your it's feelings. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's not your fault. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's fucking Verizon's fault for not having me have service. That is true. Yes. All right. Well, I'm I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm only busting your chops. I I, I I think I like to think you. I say the same thing to Big Papa. Like I'm I'm 95 percent of the time just just messing around. Yeah. I, I I just you know. I know you could take it, so that's why. I no, 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 no. I definitely could take it. It was just, uh, I was, I, I had a good joke, and I didn't know where it would go. I didn't know if it would fall flat to you. I don't know if it would have been hilarious, because, again, I was extremely punchy at the time. Hmm. I had gotten, like, no sleep. Um, I didn't realize this, but I, I, again, I worked, I've been working overtime like crazy lately. Mm-hmm. It's just been, uh, the ability at work to work the overtime has been insane. You're almost again, in the final, I, ca- I'm sorry, you're almost in the final countdown. I have, um, on the 13th, I will have one year left Holy until I can retire. shit. Wow. Yes. Wow. You're, if you're a plane, you are, you are almost 
If you're pulling into Newark, you're entering the state of New Jersey. See, I, I like to look at more like a ski slope. Uh, well, whatever. It's, it's, it's still a decline. <laughs> well, no, and this is why. Like at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of your career, you're learning, you're trying, you're trying to get everything. That's mm-hmm. you getting on your feet and getting to the chairlift. Mm-hmm. Then your your career is up the chairlift, and once you hit the ten year mark, you now start skiing. You you, you start to it's you you've crested the hill, so mm-hmm. you're 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 on your way down. And me and you have um, we have both skied at Mount Peter, so you know how like all of the trails they come down to like one big flat area mm-hmm. that goes to the lodge. Yes. I am on that flat area. I am yeah. I am almost. I'm almost to the spot where I can pop off my skis and take them back to the rental shop. I am that close. Um, next month, I uh, I'll be getting off the chairlift. You're halfway there. I next month, it w- I would hit 19 years. I am at the if I stay till 60 years old, because that that means I'll have 38 years at my job. That 19 years is the halfway mark. Now, I mean, let's put it this way. You, you have a, I don't want to say a, a, a cushy job. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what you do. Well, but you seem to have, it's it's what I would get to call a, um, like a desk job, which to I, me is cushy because let, I don't have that. Let me tell you something. I have a job, knock on, knock on wood, I have a job currently which would be like a retirement job because yeah, it's like, I mean, like, yeah. It's the same thing every day. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, but I love it. I love the, I love my job I'm in. And that's exactly what, like, I would like because my job is the complete opposite. It is, it, at any second, at any moment, it could be just totally different. Not, not, not to cut, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but, you know, you're talking, you know, you, you have a year left. I, you know, I know you're probably pondering what's coming next, right? Yes. Now, and I was thinking about this earlier during our conversation. Have you thought about maybe entering that field, like become like a nutritionist? It, it's something that I may, um, I may explore as like almost like a, a side gig, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but my main thing is where I'm going to retire now. I'm going to have my my um, my retirement money. If I go to um, another, like if I go to, like say if I could work in a school and be and these are actually the two of the uh, job propositions that I would like and it sounds weird when I say it but <laughs> I get a lot of flack for it but the reason why I would do it is um, one is a janitor in a school or a lunch lady yeah you mentioned that before that sounds so monotonous though y- yes yes give me that you want that I want I, if you could put me on an assembly line and my whole day is just drilling in like bits like a fucking robot, I would love it. If, if I got told, like, if I had a warehouse job where they said, take all these boxes and put them on that truck, mm-hmm. I would, I, I'd be in, I'd be in fucking heaven. I really would. Uh, yeah, you think so, but... Yes. At, at, at the way my, at work, where my mind races 24-7 when I'm there, it just, it... You need something, like, mindless, I, I, right? Yeah, I need something mindless. You know, yeah. like, take these cans of peas, put them on the shelf. Just, <clears throat> just continue. Well, the- well, listen, if you keep up with this, like, running, I'm telling you, like, you might want to maybe look into You'd have to go back to school, though, mm-hmm. for some stuff. And so if you have the time and your kids are getting older, and, uh, they're going to be in college soon. So you might want to, like, think about maybe, I don't know, it's an option. Like, you, you were giving me some good advice earlier. 
I bust your chops. I, I have been I have been learning a lot. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not what we like to call the uh, most studious uh, person. Okay. I, uh, it, it's funny that you 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 say this and bring going back to college. I I would not Rodney Dangerfield this at all, but um, <coughs> I honestly don't remember college. I do. We, we went. went to the Colonial Diner the first half. Yes, I mean we. we that's what I remember. I don't remember being in class like barely at all. Because you weren't until like your second year. Well, yeah, the first year it was kind of a fuck off time. <coughs> uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, you graduated and I didn't, so yeah. go figure that one out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I like honestly, I don't remember any classes. I don't rem- remember reading any books. I don't remember writing any papers for the last probably two years. I, we went to a community college, which is normally a two-year college. I went there for three and a half years. I was on the extended plan. Mm-hmm. But the last probably two years, I didn't buy a book. I didn't. I didn't buy a book for class. I don't know how I got out. I honestly, I, I don't remember being there. I don't remember studying. I don't. Rem- I really don't remember any of it. I remember like, like maybe one day of one class, and it's only like certain classes, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I remember I took a, I took, I was on the swim team in high school. I took instructional swimming, like learning how to swim. Like there was people who could not swim there. And I'm in class, like, doing laps. And the, the, um, the teacher that did it was actually an official <coughs> from when I was in high school. And she remembered me. It was, like, the, you know, a few months later when I actually had class with her. And she's like, you were on the swim team. I'm like, yeah. She goes, why'd you take this class? I'm like, easy credits. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my answer. And she's just like, all right, just, she goes, do you just want to go swim then? I'm like, yeah, I'll just go swim. So I would just swim laps for the entire class. And that's what I did. Like, I honestly don't remember anything in that's college. Like, that's like Triple D, who voluntarily <laughs> took uh, gym college classes just so he could play floor hockey. Mm-hmm. You remember that? He used to pay to go play floor hockey. He graduated already. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're just... But it, <coughs> when you really think about it, it's not a bad thing. You're, you're no. getting, what, probably... 10 weeks, 12 weeks of one hour, twice a week of mm-hmm. playing a sport. It's kind of like a gym. It's yeah. a cheaper gym. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, alright. So so back to my, my story. Um, we'll go, rewind a little bit to go back to the religion part. I'll tell you a story and then we'll, we'll go to our, sub, our uh, topics for the week. So I mentioned how my mom is very, very Catholic, very religious. Yes. So about like 20, I guess it was about 20 years, 15, 20 years ago, uh, you know, it's Sunday morning, like, you know, we're, we're in the kitchen talking, and I said jokingly that I was thinking about converting to Scientology, um, and she got irate, irate, like very mad. And me, my sister, and my dad were all laughing. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, it, it looks like a really cool thing. I've been, I've been looking into it. I think it's really up my alley. And she's making Sunday breakfast, and she goes, well, you know what? Have the fucking aliens cook you pancakes then? And she threw the shit down and went inside, went, went into her room. I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm joking around. 
He goes, it's not funny. You don't joke about religion that way. I'm like, this is... <clears throat> I'm like, why do you believe me? Like... <laughs> well, little it's funny weird, story. I don't know if I've ever... I don't know if I've ever heard your mom yell. Oh, but yeah. in a way, I think... <laughs> I, I have. Can, I, I can almost hear her. Mm-hmm. Just from, you know, always seeing her and talking with her and things like that. Like, I could see... Like, I could almost hear her angry voice. But never heard it once. It's weird like uh, that. Yeah, my... My mom, uh... My mom could be vicious. <laughs> She's calmed down a lot, uh, but she, uh, yeah, my mom, my, my mom was scary. So, well, yeah, and it's funny because my mom was. Both of my parents were very, very timid people. They were, mm-hmm. you know, non-confrontational. Um, I mean, and my father. There's like a one of the stories my um, my mom always tells is my. <coughs> my father and my two uncles, um, they were very close in age. Like, they were all, like, Irish twins almost. Like, they were one right after the other. And I guess at one point, my one uncle had, uh, he pooped his pants. He was, you know, they were, like, little, little kids. Like, three, two, three, four years old, very young. And he, uh, he ended up pooping his pants. And okay. my grandfather, we had one of those hand-pumped wells. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where you pump it in the... Yeah, I got it. And I, and I guess my grandfather took him and, like, you know, pulled down his pants and just pumped the well water on him. And it's obviously ice cold, so he's screaming. And my father, being, like, a, a gentle guy, he started crying for my uncle. Really? Like, it was just... So, yeah, they were... Like, he... I, I mean, my father would yell at me, but I never heard... It. One time in my entire life, I heard him yell at another person. He yelled at his one brother. And, but like other than that, he never yelled. He never got very, very, you know, um, low temper. Never really had a temper. And my mom was the same way. But I think as my mom's gotten older, she's gotten a little bit more. Um, she gets like a little more feisty. So she she can yell now. And and I, you know how I'm a wise ass. So I I like to take jabs. You know, I, I like to I like to poke the bear. And she she'll come out with stuff. And she she just. You know, like, um, she got into a car accident. Nothing major. She uh, she ended up not navigating a turn right, mm-hmm. and she scraped the side of her car on at the um, the old AMP in Vernon. How they have the where those are. They have those like they're like put in those concrete blocks, and she kind of rubbed it. So like, she said something to me once, and I'm like, okay, crash, and she like lost it. Like I I, I like to poke the bear, but I, I it's weird, like. I don't. I don't know if you would ever think my mom is being a yeller. Just like I don't think your mom would be a yeller. It's very weird to think of someone else's parents who you've never seen in that that light do that. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I've been there when your mom has yelled at you. So I think I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I yelling think, at me is just. <laughs> yeah, I've heard your dad I, yell at I, you I, before, so I, I I heard it. So. Well, yeah, it was always at me. If, well, I, who I else did you yell at? Out of them. <laughs> who else? Is- I could. I, I really know how to grind gears with people. I can really. I can really. You sure twist do. on. <laughs> and I, I've only like I'm like a fine wine. I've gotten better with age at it. Like I, I really know. Like I can really. I can really just dig at people. You do, Tom. Well, you definitely do. But I mean, I guess we're talking about the uh, the uh, you know the church, and one thing that the church does is um they they 
people pass on, they, they give them their, you know, their, their last send off, if you will, with God. And, um, we've had a few people about how to have had their last send off recently. Yes. I mean, it's been a, a fantastic ride for someone. Yeah, but uh, he's in the gangster paradise up in the sky, and that's Coolio. Yes. Coolio uh, and his uh, crazy-ass hair, uh, they passed away at the age of 59. Uh, I don't think there was a cause released yet. Um, he died on uh, September 28th, so obviously a couple weeks ago, or last, last week, sorry. Um... They say you think it was cardiac arrest. He was at someone's, his friend's house, I guess, went into the bathroom. When he didn't come out for a while, they checked on him, and they found him on the floor unconscious. Called the paramedics. They did CPR for, I think they said for like an hour. They tried, They were working on him, and uh, they just they couldn't revive him, so he uh, he unfortunately passed away. Um, no, it's funny because cool. <coughs> If you didn't grow up in the 90s, you probably really don't know who Coolio is, but he really was, uh, he was very prominent in the mid-90s, I would say. Um, his, uh, his most famous song was Gangsta's Paradise, which was off the, uh, Dangerous Minds soundtrack. Um, that song, that was a song that was just all over the place. And you um, know you made it when, um, Weird Al does a parody of you. Yeah, and that also, that caused a lot of drama, because there was this... A lot of back and forth with that, where Coolio said, I never gave permission, but he went ahead and did it anyway. Weird Al saying, like, well, his people told me it was okay, and obviously I guess it wasn't, and I apologize. And he was very, very cordial about it, because he's, he's a good guy. And See, and, that, and that's where I, I kind of have a, uh, I, I, I don't want to say I believe um, Weird Al, but again, you say that, <coughs> he, he, I, I think you, he's one of those people that you've never heard a bad story about. Right. And everyone who gets a song parodied by him pretty much loves it. Mm -hmm. You know, they give him permission. He always seeks permission first. But then when he actually does the finished product, they love it. So it's, yeah. I find that very weird. And it, it, and at the time, I mean, maybe it, it was relatively quick right afterwards. I mean, Weird Al is very good about, you know, he makes a... It was a parody. Like, with oh yeah, movie. it was. It was like a year, maybe not even a year after that came out. But that's kind of like where you see, where you saw Coolio had that hit, kind of like, um, you know, a few other ones. Uh, that just, I don't want to say a one-hit wonder. He did have a few hits, but like yeah, a couple. Yeah, he, he was a he was he was like a uh, firework. He he went up very hot and bright, and then blew up and fizzled out. I always believed that him. Being so against Weird Al helped kill his career. Because I think a lot of people found him to be so unlikable after that. That yeah. no one really wanted to give him the time of day. That's how that's how I always saw Because it was not too long after that. Like, he he really wasn't... I mean, you got to think, like, late 90s. Like, he wasn't... He was there. But he wasn't really putting out music like he was, like, from, like, 94 to 96. You know? Yeah. Um, but he did a lot of, like, he was, uh, I don't know, Nickelodeon show Keenan and Kel, I think he did the theme song for that. that. That was a pretty big show for, like, that age group area. Um, but I would say the last 15 years, 20 years, he, he, I mean, he, you, he's Coolio, so he's, like, he has a presence about him, but he didn't really put anything out. Maybe he did a couple of guest spots and songs. I, I have no idea. Um, 
but uh, definitely kind of fell into obscurity a little bit in the 2000s. Um, but uh, so, so yeah, so he passed away. Um, then we got Loretta Lynn. Yes, coal miner's daughter. Yes. I mean, a, a huge country singer. Um, it pretty much came from like dirt shit poor, probably I'm assuming West Virginia because you know that's what they're kind of known for there. Um, and she made it huge. I mean, you kind of almost have to like look at it like this is probably one of the biggest success stories when it comes to you know a music career i mean definitely uh like i said a amazing story like i mean they literally made a movie about it oh she was born in kentucky i am sorry mm-hmm. um she was married to her husband for almost i mean my math is terrible but almost 50 years wow. um Yep, she had a sister, uh, Crystal Gale, which I know, um, she was big. I know my mom listened to her and stuff like that, and it's, uh, shit, I was watching a show recently, and someone was wearing a Crystal Gale shirt, and I can't remember who it was. Hmm. I can't think of it now, but yeah, I, I, I mean, think about that, two, you know, blue collar, I mean, dirt poor people and they have two successful daughters I mean there's talent in the water there yeah but yeah I mean it, it, probably a I, I can almost guarantee a Hall of Famer I didn't really look at her resume but a country music you know Hall of Famer and you know she she was pretty old too when she died so I think she was almost She's 100 out. wasn't she yeah she was she was up there I think um let me check really fast Oh, she was 90. <laughs> 90. 90. Which is still, that's a long time. Hey, I mean, yeah. Very very long time. Have you ever seen her in concert, Tom? Um, I don't believe my mother ever dragged me to one of them, no. Oh. There, there's a good chance, though. There's, I mean, because for a while, uh, I did get dragged to a bunch of concerts. And looking back at it, like... A few of them I wasn't really uh, too upset about because I can say that I saw them. I don't remember anything of it, but like um, Reba McIntyre. I mean, you saw Reba? Yes. I like Reba McIntyre. Yeah, she's in one of my favorite movies of all time. I know what movie that is. I bet you do because she wasn't in a lot of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, a big, a big hit for uh, country music there, and I, I think a bigger one now. We're going to talk about it, 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 obviously in Japan. All right, uh, that is Muhammad Hussein Anoki. Yes, who is he's more better known as Antonio Anoki. I mean, I mean Muhammad Hussein Anoki. He had to have changed his name. Yeah, he was born Kanji Anoki. I'm probably butchering that first name, so I apologize. Um, if you know wrestling, you, I mean, you know, a lot of people, like, they like to, um, the big thing now is the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I, I would say about once a week, I read a lot of, like, the wrestling websites, so about once a week you always see, oh, uh, Rob Van Dam gives his Mount Rushmore, and this person gives their Mount Rushmore wrestling. This guy's always left off, which is very surprising to me because... 
he is hands down. They call him the Hulk Hogan of Japan of Japanese wrestling. Like he, the, he's massively popular. Um, yes. he New Japan wrestling. He started that. Yeah, he started. And not only that, that it, he was a he. He was probably what I would consider maybe the first um, <laughs> wrestler to go from wrestling into another venture, like a crossover star. I mean, you had Ernie. Maybe the first one to do it, but the opposite way was Ernie Ladd. Mm-hmm. Ernie Ladd played professional football, was a great player, ended up going into professional wrestling. But where um, he was a professional wrestler turned into a politician. A very successful politician, might I add. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very successful. Um, but he, so he began in the 60s. Um, I mean, his resume of guys he's wrestled and for Andre the Giant, Muhammad Ali. Yes. Um, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, like he's wrestled the who's who of wrestling from the from the seventies and eighties into the nineties. <coughs> um, he essentially set up the uh, the show in North Korea. Yeah, the big WC largest the WCW show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, headline that against Ric Flair mm-hmm. with the it was the most um, wrestler most spectators at a re- live wrestling event. Yep. Um, I mean. Uh, there was two show. There's a fucking dog, like just roaming around outside. Bar- I don't know where the fuck this dog is. Sorry. All right, uh, David Berkowitz, calm down. Shut the fuck up, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we are um, in spooky season. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the two shows in North Korea that he headlined with Flair, one drew 165,000, the other drew 190,000, which is just, I mean, unheard of. Nothing has even come close to that. Um, one interesting tidbit about him, and it's it's weird that not a lot of people know. I've always kind of known this. Um, so Bob Backlund, they always said Bob Backlund's championship reign lasted six years. It went from 1978 to the end of 83, or maybe 77. It was 77 to 83. Um, yes. But Antonio Noki beat him for the title in yes, seventy in, in seventy eight, right, or seventy nine. Yeah, they sat there and they like struck it from. They like red pilled it. <clears throat> yeah, he he beat him for the title, and then Backlund won it back. But they but because there was interference, quote unquote, they reversed the decision, and then Inoki just gave up the title. So and WWF never recognized it. So so I always kind of. When people say, oh, you know, Backlund had the title for so many years, I always kind of said, well, he lost it at one point, but no one ever talks about it. It's just, it's so weird that it's just, uh, it, they don't talk about it, because it it's a big deal. Like, he was the first Japanese wrestler, that I think he might be the only one. Oh, yeah, that's it, because Yokozuna wasn't really Japanese. He might be the only one to win it at this point. Um, Born in Japan. Born in Japan, yes. yes. Um, so yeah, so he I guess he he started New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he had it until two thousand five, where he sold his share to uh, Ukes, which is a video game company. Um, and then in nineteen eighty nine, while still being an active wrestler, he entered politics, and he was elected to the Japanese House of House of Counselors. 
Um, he successfully negotiated with Saddam, with Saddam Hussein for the release of Japanese hostages uh, before the Gulf War started. Um, his tenure ended in '95, but then he was reelected in 2019, and then finally in 2019 he retired from politics as well. So I mean, um, quite a quite a life and quite a career. Um, he has a match, and I really suggest everyone check this out. He was wrestling this big, fat guy called the Great Antonio. I want to say it was either late 70s, early 80s. <clears throat> and this match is very famous for the fact that this guy, the Great Antonio, was no-selling um, Inoki, Inoki's moves. Which means, like, if Inoki punched him, like, he just stood there. Like, he pretended just, like, he didn't take it. Like, he didn't take a bump or anything. Extremely stiff. Very stiff was punching Inoki, so finally Antonio Inoki got tired of it, and started beating the fucking shit out of him, for real, and if you go on YouTube, it's there, like, you can watch the whole match, and you see him just stomping on his head, like, just to, no remorse, really, to the, to the point where, like, they had to come in and, like, separate him, um, but he was a, a, a tough guy, and there's another video on YouTube, or wherever, where, people lined up in Japan, like a huge line, just to get chopped by him. So these guys would come up, they'd, you know, they'd bow to him, and then Antonio Noku would just, like, I don't know if he slapped them across the face, or he chopped their chest or something, and these guys, I mean, it hurt them, but they all loved it. <laughs> you ever see that clip? No, but... It's very famous. Japanese Check it fans out. Are, Japanese fans are, they, they take, when it comes to anything... Nintendo, uh, anime, oh, they, they go to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I could see, th th this This is probably like, this was probably like a Saturday afternoon for half these guys. They were just like, yeah, you probably. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get slapped by Inoki. You know? It was a massive line. But I watched it, it was like, well, it's a couple minutes long, but you just see him like, guys come, they bow, smack, next guy comes, bows, smack, like, you just, they loved it. Um... So, uh, and he, go ahead. It's funny now, too. It, it, everyone always hears about, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from you on this one, Joe, but um, you hear everyone who talks about Hogan was the first person to uh, to slam Andre. Mm. It, yes and no. I mean, the first one where they really kind of made it known that it was this. But I guess they're in the past, um, he was one of the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. There was, um, it was, was, uh, Funk, or no, not Funk, um, Harley Race, mm -hmm. and Hanson, he did it, um, you know, the Warrior eventually did it afterwards, but there were a few people that did it. For, for the record, for the record, though, Andre the Giant was about 200 pounds heavier at WrestleMania, at yes. WrestleMania 3. Yes. Yeah. So, Ho he Hogan, was, was Hogan, when, Hogan lifted had his still in the Agile... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, it, he, it's... He, yeah. Well, no, it's kind of like a... Uh, when you look at, like, you know, Babe so, Ruth hit the most It's almost like the home, the home run guy. record. <laughs> yeah, it's it's essentially just the... It, it keeps going forward and forward. Eventually, someone eclipses it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Hogan has the... I mean... Would Hogan have the heaviest, or was it when Warrior did it? Uh, when Warrior did it, that was really at the end of his career. Yeah, but no one gave a crap when Andre. Warrior did it. No, no one cared when Warrior did it. Hogan's is always... No, yeah, Hogan's Antonio is, like, synonymous, synonymous with, like, 
body yeah. slam. But you're right, Antonio Noki also body slammed Andre the Giant. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, a, a phenomenal career, and just, it, it just, it's, it does, I think now that he's dead, I think you're going to see a lot more people say, oh, he's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I mean, you have to be a little more specific, like, maybe American wrestlers or something, but, um, he is instrumental in Japanese wrestling, and, uh, and even here in America, too. Um, a lot of people have, uh, have, um cited him as an influence to their career, so. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. I mean, when, you, when you really think of, like, uh, Japan wrestling, if you want to say Japan wrestling, where it's been, if you will, Americanized, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably one of the most well-known Japanese wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and d- then for Japanese <laughs> wrestling, if you were to say Americanized Japanese wrestling, I would say it's him, um, Cactus Jack, Bruiser Brody and probably Abdullah Butcher. That would be my four. Where they were, in terms of knowing what? In both and being in the Japanese, um, or even Stan Hansen. Stan I would say Stan Hansen over. Um, Who would you say, Cactus Jack? Cactus Jack, Bruiser Brody, and Abdullah Butcher. You and see, that's again, hard because I I put Funk in there. <clears throat> Funk could be in there, yeah. Funk, uh, Stan, but, Stan and Hansen, that's where you look at it, too. Vader. Yeah. There's a lot of guys, but I, I okay, I, I'm with you on, on your list. Uh, even this, we could do this, because essentially Japan is, is kind of twofold when it comes to wrestling. There's the traditional wrestling, the uh, Stan Hansen, um, Inoki, and then you have the hardcore, where then you could maybe say Abdul, um, Brody and Funk. That yeah. would be my four for the hardcore Japanese, and yeah. then and then for standardized wrestling, Anoki, Vader, uh, Hanson, and mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know who the fourth um, would be. I, I'd have to think. See, I don't know just, if you ever just shooting off the top. Of my Giant head. Baba was a big name. Yeah, he started all all Japan Pro Wrestling, which was the like that was like the WCW. To New Japan's WWF kind New of Japan. thing, yeah, yeah, like those two, those two are kind of like uh, rival rival companies. Um, I, I throw a bomb in there, yeah. <coughs> there's a lot. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, it's I, I, weird when you we, think about it too. Mm-hmm. When, when you think about like the actual wrestlers, not the hardcore ones, they were all giants. Uh, Stan yeah. Hansen was probably the smallest one out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Stan Hansen was no slouch. I mean, he was six, five, six, six, probably. Big dude, yeah. Two. Very big dude. Big dude. Mm-hmm. And he was the smallest one out of the bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking luchadors in Japan, which is weird because when you think of Japan, not the stereotype, but they're smaller people. They're, they're small in stature. Mm-hmm. But the wrestlers that they love there were, for wrestlers, were giants. Oh, they yeah. love their giants. They do. That's why Andre was so um, was so popular over there. He was like a spectacle. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's our trip. But to... uh, you can say something else, or? Well, I was going to segue in. You know, we, we are leaving the graveyard, and we and we did bring up how baseball would be. You know, the home run record. Right. And I know that you're probably very happy about this. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, well, so it's funny. I, so I wrote this list of stuff I wanted to talk about a week ago. Um, for, like, our next show, obviously, you had to work, and then, like, our, we had some schedule conflicts, so we weren't really able to record. So when I originally wrote it, it was Aaron Judge ties Roger Maris. Since then, uh, yes. he has broken the record. He ended the season with 62 home runs. So he broke the American League home run record. Some people saying it's the real home run record. Um, I am. Uh, I'm definitely on the the. F- I don't want to say I'm on the fence. Um, the home run record to me, it, it's 73. It's it's Barry Bonds. You know, steroids or not. I mean, I guess you'll ne- we'll never really know if he would have done it without steroids. And Bonds, before steroids, was a phenomenal baseball player. Obviously, he was... Uh, he was a five-tool player. Yeah. I mean, a great player. But obviously, like, you know, your body starts breaking down. You start kind of looking at other options. And then, bam, steroids come in. Um... So a lot of people are, this has been going back and forth for a week all over the place, like, he's the home run king, and other people are like, no, he's not, it's Bonds, and, I mean, you can, you can go back and forth on this, and people were sitting, people have been, people will complain about these home run records forever, and it's only going to stop until someone breaks Bonds, <coughs> or breaks this one, whatever you want to say. Um, I remember when I was growing up, um, the Roger Maris record was disputed. Um, if you ever saw a list of the home run record, you saw Babe Ruth and you saw Maris on top of it, but there was an asterisk by the 61. And the reason for that... games played? Yeah, he did it in more games than Babe Ruth. Because I think Babe Ruth, I think it was... Uh, I don't, I don't want to guess because I'm going to be wrong, but it was less games than Maris did to get to get the 61 so for years there was an asterisk there and i think sometime in the 90s they kind of got rid of that um so now here we are all these years later you know mcguire and sosa did it they had that famous home run race in 98 and then three years later bond just broke both of their records and and hit 73 um my and you can say what you want to say, but my call on this is that, if you want to kind of, if you want to really kind of, I don't know how to how to say this, like, put an asterisk next to next to their names if if it's really that big of That's a deal. That's exactly how I would do it. Say you know what they broke the record, but they used performance enhancing drugs. He still listen. He still he still hit the ball. Okay, you can't steroids ain't gonna make you have better eye coordination, <laughs> or maybe it does. I don't know anything about and it. That, that's exactly it. <coughs> I mean, when it comes to steroids, it's more power. <coughs> I think it's not so much reflexes. I don't think it makes your reflexes any better. I don't think it makes your vision any better. So again, it was there to mm-hmm. me. Yes, put an asterisk. I'm one hundred percent for that. And you and even when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I have no problem with these guys going in the Hall of Fame. Because let's put it this way. Say if Bonds retired five years before he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to the you know the, the home run record. He didn't do you know all this stuff. He was still in the Hall of Fame. Right. He, was a, he was, again, amazing player in his younger days. In his Pittsburgh days, he was 
stealing bases. He was hitting home runs still. He was hitting doubles, triples. I mean, he was he was a five tool player. Good on yeah. defense. I mean, he, he would have made the Hall of Fame anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Asterisk next to his name, Clemens. I mean, Clemens was a, a, an amazing. <coughs> ever did was when he hit Piazza twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I wish he would have done better. But, uh, again, <laughs> you can't take it away from these guys. They, they were... You I can't, mean, especially because... Maybe the only one that... I mean, there's a few guys that I would say may have not done as good as they did if it wasn't for steroids. Maybe Rafael Palmero, maybe Sosa. I mean, they were good hitters, but they may have not hit as... As good, Bonds was there. Bonds was always a good hitter. Mm-hmm. McGuire was always a home run hitter. These guys were known for that. It yeah. just they used this and it made them well, better. That, that's the thing about about McGuire. I, I don't like I don't like Mark McGuire. I think I think he's kind of a tool. Um, but if his rookie year, he smashed I think what fifty two home runs, fifty one home runs. His rookie year, yeah, he hit. Which, a, I mean, and he wasn't doing. He definitely wasn't doing steroids. I mean, maybe he was, but if you ever see his rookie card, he he, he was as skinny as Tom is now. <laughs> he's he was a skinny guy, yeah, but he had power, and so it's really yeah. again like you don't we'll never know if they would have done this without it or not. You know, who knows? McGuire should be in there. Bond should be in there. Clemens should definitely be in there. Um, Alex Rodriguez should should be in there. Love him or hate him, the guy hit almost 700 home runs, which is nothing to scoff at. Um, and when you look at him, though, he's not—he's not a jack guy. I mean, you look at like Bonds. I mean, he had to have worn like a, a, a belt buckle for a head. I mean, his his head was massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see he was just—you look at his rookie card and you look at him when he retired, I and mean, it's like two different people. <coughs> yeah, it is. Alex Rodriguez was always kind of like that. To me, he always looked like that tall, skinny kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he just, he, very much like Aaron Judge, that lanky guy who just had that long swing. You know, I mean, you have, you have that long of a swing because you're that big. You're going to hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of torque you're bringing behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to me, put them in the Hall of Fame. Put an asterisk next to their name. You know what? Let's put it this way. Pete Rose, all these guys. Put an asterisk next to their name. The, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hey, listen. You want to... Hmm. This is what's going to... Right. The, uh, the the Baseball Hall of Fame is, is such a fucked up Hall of Fame. First and foremost, Pete Rose, hands down, should fucking be in there. And the fact that he isn't yeah, is, is no all you need that. to know what a sham that is. Okay? Because he bet on baseball? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Now, I can see if... Yeah. Now, if he... Now, the, the whole thing is that he bet on his team and he might have bet against the other team and sat certain players. I mean, I don't know. I, guess, I don't know if that's ever been proven or not. But... It didn't really. It didn't affect him as a player, a coach, maybe, but I can't see. I can't see that as a player. There's no way he bet against the other team and still got all those. You know what I mean? Like, 
he, it just doesn't make sense. Don't punish the guy for what he did as a manager for his great career as, as a player. It, it, it's a sh- and and don't fucking sit and there again, and say. And gets, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, like it's 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 he doesn't have a direct outcome of the game. I mean, it, who would have thought? I mean, you look back at some of like uh, who was the Cardinal? Um, he was the MVP when they won the, the World Series. Not uh, Scott. Uh, Scott Eric, I think that might. I'm, I'm not sure if it's the name, but like someone that you never thought would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but he was the MVP. I mean, he had a great series. Uh, Daniel Murphy, a few, you know, maybe ten years ago now. Uh, all these guys, you never would have thought that these guys would be the. When you look at the lineup and go, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be the MVP. You never know. Any given, it's so true. It's any given Sunday, right. any given game. Someone could just. It, I mean, when you think about it. Back in the day, you had um, who was the guy on uh, the Dodgers? Uh, Sandy Koufax. You had Whitey Ford. You had guys that you Nolan Ryan. You expected these guys to get no hitters. When they got one, you were just kind of like, oh, "This is par for the course" because they're that amazing. I mean, it went in probably the past <coughs> what thirty years got to have gotten no hitters. Some of them Sunday that they could do this. So for for you to sit there and say, oh, he he benched players, he did this. You never know what they're going to do during that that game. And it, again, baseball is a it, it's a huge team game. I mean, yeah. one missed you know fly ball could turn in the. I mean, look at look up game six of eighty six. One play changed everything. Yeah. See, to me, you can't sit there and say that you know him him coaching and benching players or this or that would have made a difference. It's not like he was an official. It's not like he was, uh, uh, you know, Bud Seeley sitting there maybe changing stuff. I mean, it's you can't sit there and, and say that he would have done that. To me, he, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, probably the best pure hitter, hitter when it comes to just being on base maybe ever. Um, not to not to break away from this, but you're talking about like the best ever. Um, <clears throat> one thing that was announced in the last couple of weeks is that um, is that Bill Russell's number six is going to be retired league wide by the entire NBA. Did you hear about that? Yes. Do you agree with this or no? Yes. I, I, I do too. I, um, I th- yes, yes and no. Yes and no. And my only no on it is is the fact that it wasn't. It was a very small league at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's kind of like saying you know um, the Montreal Canadiens are the greatest um, hockey team ever. Yes, they they have a ton of championships. They have the most championships next to the Yankees in any professional sport. But. At the time when they were playing, there were six teams in the league. I mean, it's it's literally you have a what a one in eight teams of winning a championship. I mean, it's not the, the, yeah, the but, odds are in your favor. But it's it's to me, it's more than that. Like that would be the one knock. The, all right, well, I, I I do I do agree because his stats are just unbelievable. His his what he his awards are just like. When he died, I think we listed off everything, all his accomplishments, and they were, it was just a list, a long list. Yeah. But, but 
on the flip side... Taking away the championships, he would have been one of the greatest. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But, see, to me, I'm glad it's him, and I'm glad it's not someone like Kobe Bryant... And, and nothing, not taking anything away from Kobe Bryant, but his, I don't think he deserves to... I mean, I'm sorry he died so young, but that shouldn't be a number that's retired league-wide. I'm glad they didn't do it with him. But if anyone... I mean, only this has only been done twice. Gretzky, who is syn- as synonymous with hockey as peanut butter is with jelly. I think you could agree with that, right? You're saying greatest player, because then you got to add Jackie Robinson in there. I meant like in hockey, for hockey, and then yeah, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. If anyone's gonna be retired league wide for for NBA, shouldn't it be Jordan? Uh, and see again, I, I know you're not gonna like this this argument. Um, there's what I would consider Jordan may be the best overall player, but I don't know if he was maybe the most dominant. When okay, Jordan, and let let me just hear me out. Hear me out, because I know you. I know you're gonna you're gonna have a rebuttal on this. But like, you look at Bill Russell when he was on the court, there was you know no one else. I mean, like he was he was just completely dominant. Wilt Chamberlain, same thing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, Kareem I think has the all-time points thing. Yeah, you <coughs> can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, those three. When they played, and they were all kind of like at different eras, you know, like you know Bill Russell in the the probably the sixties, fifties, sixties, you know uh, Chamberlain in the the sixties, seventies, and then Kareem's, you know, seventies into the eighties. They were the most dominant, and then you could say Jordan was at that time. But when I think Jordan was, is he had a great team around him. And he, and he, he did. Wasn't, he, he did. He wasn't what I would call a selfish player, like Kobe Bryant. Um, selfish player. Um, what's his name? Who's the other one that was on the Lakers there? Uh, Johnson, Magic Johnson. Well, I mean LeBron. Le, uh, LeBron. He's a, he's a he's Sel- a selfish player. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are guys that I think were they were selfish. Jordan wasn't selfish in regards to it was a well-rounded team, and his having a well. Or the team made him even a better player. Okay, but let me let me just yeah, and you and, and you're right. He had a great team around him, but when he left, Bulls didn't win any championships. When he came back full time, they went on another three peat. Let me just let me just read off this quick. Six time NBA champion. All six of those, he was the MVP. Five-time Most Valuable Player for the NBA, fourteen-time All-Star, uh, three-time, three out of those times he was the All-Star MVP, uh, all, uh, all ten-time All-NBA First Team, All-NBA Second Team, Defensive Player of the Year, nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, Rookie of the Year, um, NBA's ten-time NBA Scoring Champion, three-time NBA Steals Leader. Um, I mean, I can I can keep going with a lot of his college stuff. You mean to say he's that's not worthy of of? I mean, again, when you think of maybe not now because so much time has passed, but when you think of basketball at our age, he's one of the first guys to think of. Yeah, 
you know? I, I just think if, I mean, not, and Bill Russell was a, fan, was a phenomenal player, and he deserves to have his number retired league-wide. Um, but if, any, if you're going to do it for anybody, it should, it should have been Jordan. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, but that's, you know, I mean, Gretzky has numbers. I, I, Gretzky has, Gretzky has I, records that will probably never be broken. They're, they're that, they're that good. And I'm, and you, you mentioned Nolan Ryan before. Nolan Ryan, his strikeouts will never be touched. They're, like, I think the, I think the next closest one is like 3,000 away. So it's like, what are you basing yeah, I mean, all this it, stuff off of? Yeah, it's it's very hard to do it. And I think maybe what... Um, <coughs> Bill Russell was probably the first Super He was on that first dynasty team, that first superstar for the league. Um, a big man. Mm-hmm. Did a lot with uh, racial, you know, problems that were persistent at the time. I think, you know, that, that all factors in. Um... But again, going back to hockey, like you're looking at it, Gretzky's goals may be broken by Ovechkin. Is is Ovechkin the greatest player of all time? Absolutely not. I don't care what anyone says. I think he is a selfish player. I don't think he's played a lick of defense in, in his entire career. He's an, an opportunist, if you will, because watching him play a lot, because he is he's played always against you know East Coast teams prominently. They, they set up him for a lot of success, and granted, there's talent there, don't get me wrong, but when he's on the power play, he's sitting on the outside of the ice where the puck isn't, and he gets that, that across-the-ice pass where no one's blocking him, and he scores easily. Is it a great system that he's playing under? Yeah. They they, they, they accommodated to him and his skill set, but mm-hmm. and he may break Gretzky's goal record. You know, I mean, hmm. he's technically young enough that he could play for another few years and essentially break it but he's not the greatest player of all time um i didn't know he was still I, I playing where jordan again jordan had huh i had no idea Ovechkin was still playing yep who's he playing for now he's still on the capitals he's still on the capitals wow mm-hmm. wow really yeah his entire career yeah, I know. I remember. I remember I mean, on the Kings on the Capitals, but I just. Huh. But for me, I, granted, he may he you know and and think about it. If you want to say it this way, I mean, Gretzky is maybe the greatest pure goal scorer. He's obviously the greatest passer because he has the most assists. But that's like saying you know what when you when you think of the NBA, no one's sitting there going you know what uh, John Stockton's up in the he's he's on the if you will the Mount Rush more basketball but when you think about it he's I believe one of the highest steal um, guys and assist guy yeah in the league history mm-hmm. but no one would even put him probably in the top 25 yeah so it's it, having records is one thing and I think what makes Bill Russell and that and the most dominant at the time Yeah, you're you're breaking up big time. Well, Chamberlain. Okay. 
you know, 100 point game, all this stuff. Didn't win too many. I got a big scheme. <coughs> yeah. Can you hear me? You're you're breaking. Yeah, no, no. yeah, you're you're breaking up hard. I got you. Hello. Okay. Uh, you're all right. You're you're all right now. I was just saying. Okay, someone like Chamberlain isn't gonna get it because he doesn't have, I think, as many championships as the other guys we spoke about. Right. Yeah. So that's where there's that rub. Yeah. So to me, you know, it, it, you kind of almost have to look at it the totality of everything. I mean, for basketball. I think if they ever retire um, <coughs> summer before they do Jordan's, that that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. You know, uh, and, and to me, I, I'm not a big fan of this whole league-wide um, retirement of numbers. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, I think it's a team thing. You know, if a team doesn't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. I mean, let's put it this way: hey, Derek Jeter is probably the most. Um, if you will, well-respected player that was during that during his playing time, Hall of Famer, retired by the Yankees. But oh, should he ever be wide? No. He wasn't. He was. He was a great player on his team <coughs> during a great run of their team, but not not, not most time. No, I agree with so that. To me, like having records like that, it, it it it's not something that you should do. Yeah. Okay. Bill Russell, eh. I mean, th- th- I think a lot of it has to do with the outside stuff, too. You know, Jackie Rob, but not the good. To me, I'm, I, mean, I wouldn't put him in. My, that's yeah. just me. Yeah. All right. Well, What's uh, what he did outside of it that made it that great. I agree. Okay. Um. All right, let's let's move on. You're you're breaking up big time. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um. The uh, the NFL has decided to get rid of the Pro Bowl game. Instead, they're going to have the Pro Bowl games, uh, which is just a bunch of competition games um, for like I guess a weekend. Um, I could not agree more with this. Um. No one cares about the Pro Bowl, not even the NFL players themselves. They, it's the, it's. I think it used to be the week before the the Super Bowl. I think they moved to the week after the Super Bowl now. But people didn't really play it because you know it's football and you'll get hurt. Like who wants to get fucking hurt at a Pro Bowl game that means jack shit? I, I don't think I've ever really watched a Pro Bowl. Maybe a couple times, just nothing else was on, just to kind of get that last thing of football in. Um. Uh, so I, I, when I heard this, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't care because I don't. It's the only quote unquote all star game I don't watch. Like, and it just means nothing. It's, it's pretty much at the end of the season. You're not gonna get some guy who's about to play in the Super Bowl the week after or wherever it's gonna be participating in the game. You're not gonna. Most people don't even play in the game because again, they don't, they don't want to like risk getting hurt for the following year or for the Super Bowl if they're in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I kind of agreed with this. What do you... Yeah, to me, I think that they should just say that they're all-stars. Exactly, yeah. They should, they should, you know, (coughs) and that's it. Because, again, football is a wear and tear sport. You know, you you get a quarterback that throws the ball wrong during a target drill, 
and he busts the cap, you know, capsule on his shoulder, and now he can't throw, or a running back gets, you know, accidentally rolled on, and now he, you know, tears something. And it was just, it was, it was always nice to see them, you know, seeing the everyone with their different helmets and seeing it that way. But it's just so not football. Yeah. It's probably. I mean, like with hockey, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like they're not really hitting in it, but you're seeing like a lot of scoring. It's almost like a, a goofy game, but it's it's fun to watch because you're like, how many goals is this guy going to score? You might get someone that's, you know, completely a, a defenseman who can score three goals in it. It's something you don't see every day. So it's it's entertaining, but it's not competitive. And unfortunately, with sports, it's competitive. You want competition. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was, it just wasn't that way. And yeah, I, I used to like the Pro Bowl because, again, you know, it was, it was that last little bit of football. It was, you know, seeing everyone out there, you know, different teams and, you know, guys that hate each other playing, you know, next to each other on the line and this and that. But it's just gotten so bad where people are opting out of it, this and that. And I just, I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really either. I, I was never really. What was that? Yeah, and supposedly now they're going to, like, a flag football game. Like, come on. <coughs> yeah. No. I'd rather watch cheerleaders do a powder from each team come out and do it. Like, I'd rather watch that than this because it's just, it's it's not good. I, I agree. Um, all right, so where can we go next? Um, McDonald's has, uh, created something called the Adult Happy Meal. It's by the, uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market Company. I don't know what, I never heard of it before. It's, uh, it's pretty much like a value meal. It's like a 10-piece nugget, medium fry, medium drink, and you get, like, a little, like, toy. Um, the toys are bizarre. There's, uh, Grimace, the bird, the hamburger, and some little guy. They all have, like, six eyes. It's really, really weird. It's for a limited time only. So if uh, you're interested in that, head to McDonald's and get one quickly before they're gone. <coughs> and then after that, starting October 18th, they're bringing back the Halloween buckets um, that they used to have in the 80s and the 90s. Um, it's uh, you know the pumpkin, the witch, and the ghost. Um, from what I've heard, they're not... The exact ones that we had growing up, they're a little different. I'm not really sure what the difference is, but I heard that they're not the exact replicas. They're just a tad different. Um, did you have any of these growing up? Absolutely, every year. Yeah, I had uh, I had the pumpkin. I remember in the 80s there was there was three pumpkin ones, and then in the 90s they they mixed them up and they threw the witch and the ghost in there. But uh, I had the pumpkin one they had yes. they're putting out, and they and I think we had the witch at home, or at my parents' house somewhere. I think they put it out every year for Halloween as like a decoration. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna be going and get the ghost, just so I can say I have all three. Yeah, yeah, I had the ghost and I had the pumpkin. <coughs> I don't know if I ever had the other one. And yeah, I, I it's funny because I I would never use this. Um, strategy is and I, I learned this when I was real little um, I would go with my um, I go with my older cousins 
one was eight years older, one was four years older, and mm-hmm. then there was me. So we were there was like a four year gap in it. Right. And as a little kid, I would go, and one of the first people I ever said, like the, one of the first houses we ever went to, when I I lived by this credo for the rest of my life, and I kind of try to do it with my kids too. She said, when you go to a house, you're the little kid. She said, empty out your bag. So it looks like that the older kids went out before you and you didn't have anything. And then they huh. always give the little kid more candy. Really? And it worked. It huh. really worked. Like, yeah. Because my cousins would have like a half-filled bag <coughs> and then I would have nothing in it. And what we would do is I would take that bag every time we got in the car. Because my mom would pretty much stop on like the road, drop us off. We'd hit like five houses. We'd walk, you know, yard, 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 and then go. And she would just pull up and then we just, you know, she kept monitoring us as we go on the road. And we would do, but every time we got to the car, I would dump out my candy and then we would divide those up between me and my cousin so that they got a little bit extra too. Hmm. And, you know, they would always play up the thing like, oh yeah, you know, we, we picked him up late. We went out early, but he, he had a uh, school and homework and blah, blah, blah. So that's why. And it always worked out. Hmm. So I've kind of lived, uh, I've kind of lived that way. Oh, you cheated the system. Kids, so <laughs> yeah, gee, I, I, when you're a little kid, sometimes you gotta make it work. I guess so. That's funny. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so you there? Oop. You there, Tom? Yeah, I mean, we haven't done a dumbass of the week in a while. We haven't. Uh, this is pretty, pretty. I mean, would you would you categorize this as that? I mean, yeah, if it's for the reason, I don't. All right, so. I had a little bit of a uh, conspiracy theory with this one. Maybe not conspiracy theory, but my theory on this one. So a 26-year-old woman, Australian woman, I should say, uh, was left in a coma with severe injuries when she went to retrieve her phone at an amusement park that, I guess, she was on the roller coaster, her phone fell out of her pocket, I don't know, went to get her phone and was hit by the roller coaster. Um, there is a video, I sent you the video if you want to take a look at it, and you, some guy was recording his sister or somebody on the roller coaster, and it just so happened that it was the coaster that hit her, hit this woman, um, yeah, so she went to retrieve her cell phone, and just got clocked hard, did you watch it yet? I'm watching it. It's it's a little hard to see where it says she got flung thirty feet in the air. You don't see like I was expecting like to see like ass over tea kettle like her like flipping like a uh, no she, you know like it, a rag doll. See, I read she she got yeah. See, I read somewhere else that she got dragged by it. I, I don't know which one's true. So when I first saw this video, like you could, there's no way she could not have seen this coming. Because you see the roller coaster go up a loop. And then it comes around, like, and she looked right at the fucking roller coaster. You could see it. I mean, there's no way she could not see it. I mean, all she had to do was wait two seconds extra for the coaster to pass. I originally thought that this was on purpose. That she, uh, she, maybe she wanted to kind of end it and stepped in front of the coaster on purpose. They're saying she wanted to retrieve her phone. It's possible. She's 26. She probably can't live without her fucking phone. <coughs> um, but it's definitely weird. I thought she was killed. 
Um, but they're saying that she's uh, she's still clinging to life. Um, but it, it is definitely a, a, a crazy video and a crazy story. Um, I, I just, I, I'm, su I'm surprised that someone, like, no one stopped her from going over there. But, I mean, it's Australia. Yeah, like, how did she get to the tracks? That, that's like, th that's, that's what I want to know. I think, you know... If the, if the fucking a leaf falls on one of these tracks, they shut down the ride for four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, how did they not see her? And again, it's not like, you know, say you're riding your bike on the road, you got your phone in your pocket, it falls out, you know, you pull off the side of the road and you're like, you know, a car could stop. You know, a car sees a human in the in the, in the the crosswalk, they're going to stop mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. A roller coaster ain't stopping on a dime. No. No, it is not. <laughs> so, I mean, even if they cut the power to it, it's still got you know, the forward momentum of it, it's going it, to, and there's no brakes on the thing, probably on the track until it gets back to the, uh, you know, the Sally port, whatever you want to call it. Right. So, yeah, I could see where you're saying that this was a, uh, a suicide <clears throat> by roller coaster. It looks like that. And it's funny, you think about it, like, Australia, everything's trying to kill you, and now roller coasters are as well, so. Oh. Um, her name is Shiloh. I mean, there's literally nothing safe in that. Yeah. That island. Uh, her name is Shyla Rodden. Um, and she uh, was hit by... She, she's still alive as of today. Um, I, I mean, I guess she's still in a coma. I, I haven't really read anything saying she got out of it. She's in critical condition, apparently. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully she makes it. But uh, what, a, what... I don't want to... I feel bad, but, like, that's a dumbass move. <laughs> I mean, you have to be really stupid. Like, again, the video's out there. If you just look, just Google it, it'll pop up. Um, but you see her look at the coaster and then retrieve her phone, and then she gets hit by it. You, I mean, the coaster's right there. You see it, right? You saw the video? Yeah. It's right there. You see it go up to the loop and comes down. Like, and she, so she knew it was, like, coming. I mean, maybe she miscalculated or something. Yeah, it's not like, like it's a car where it would swerve. I mean, really, like, just a... God damn. I'm sorry, but that, what a dummy. And again, and, and to me, I, I don't know, this is just me, there's nothing on my phone. I mean, especially now with the cloud, I don't know how the cloud works, but, you know, it, it, the cloud's out there. So if you had photos of your wedding or you had photos of your child being born, you're going to be able to retrieve them somehow. Right. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere. Yeah, I mean, listen, getting a new phone is, I mean, it's like an arm and a leg these days, but uh, you could always get, like, a cheap-ass phone until you get an upgrade, I guess. I, I don't know, but, like, it, just just yeah. dumb. Just so stupid. Not worth it. You look, you drop your phone yeah, off the road. it's not like it's a wedding ring from your grandmother. Exactly. You know, and it's on the track, and if it gets crushed, it's going to be destroyed forever. Exactly. I it's... Odds are she's going to get rid of this phone in six months for the next iPhone. Yeah. Just dumb. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, she ain't gonna, it's not like she's going to be able to, to go on it. She, you know, she's probably... <coughs> uh, yeah. Maybe she needs it to push around her cart now. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and finally, uh, have you watched uh, the new Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix? No, I talked to my wife about it, and, and we have to start walking here. It's like taking over everything. 
It's what's it's taking over everything you said. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, it's the Squid Games. It's the Cobra Kai. It's the Stranger you know Stranger Things of Netflix now. So it is. It's it's uh, it's everywhere. I start I started watching a couple. I'm I'm not finished yet. I'm only on episode. I finished episode seven. Uh, but I've been watching it for a couple weeks. I, I don't have much time these days. And I watch a million fucking things. Um, but it, Dahmer Mania is sweeping the nation. It's uh, everywhere you go. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer. And this show is definitely kind of um, put that at the forefront. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's uh, and you like true crime stuff, it's, it's very, very good. It's very good. Uh, Evan Peters, uh, if any of you watch uh, American Horror Story or you liked him in those X-Men movies, uh, he plays Jeffrey Dahmer and he plays him pretty pretty damn good, uh, almost to a T. Like he has that awkwardness down pat and um, just the demeanor of Jeffrey Dahmer. Like you believe you believe he's Jeffrey Dahmer. It's, it's a fantastic show. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it, especially, like, the victims' families and stuff, which is understandable. Uh, they're saying they're glorifying Jeffrey Dahmer and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's really kind of been going on with that. Like, there's all these TikToks and all this other crap. I mean, again... <laughs> I get families where they're going to be upset about this, but I mean, it's it's what happened. It's a story to tell. I mean, as long to me, I mean, as long as you're not portraying the, the victims, I guess, in a negative light, you know, like they, they deserve to be victims type thing. I mean, uh, you really kind of can't change history, right? You know, it is what it is. Um, it, and we are in a society now where crime's a big thing, and you know, there's a fascination with this and is it not free to tell? Probably not. But it's a story to tell. And I mean, there is an audience for it. I mean, you can't you can't fault people on it. I mean, is it done in the greatest taste in the world? Probably not. But it is what it is. I mean, they like said you can't really change it. Yeah. No. Well, you know how people are. They get. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if a family member was one of his victims, uh, one of my family members was one of his victims, I guess maybe I'd be a little pissed off about it. But I guess it brings up a lot of memories, and um, I guess, I don't know, it's, it's hard to kind of um, relate to how they're feeling because we don't know what they're feeling. We don't know what they're going through. So I can kind of see not, that. But. Not, not to put on any spoilers, but like, and again, I do plan on watching it very shortly. Um, but does it, like, kind of given his backstory, or does it just kind of start right up when he's doing all the crimes? <coughs> okay, so the um, no, it it definitely or gets into flashbacks. Oh yeah, no, it definitely it goes back. It okay. goes back. Oh yeah, no, it, it it like well, the guy who plays his dad is uh, and I forget his name, but he was the Kenny. dad and stepbrothers. Jennings? Yeah, uh, yeah, what, what was his name? What's his first name? Will? Will Jennings? Yeah, something like that. Um, so it kind of shows, growing up, like, his parents were f always fighting. Like, his mom was just, I think I think his mom was either schizophrenic or bipolar. 
and the dad worked a lot, so he wasn't around. And then the, they got divorced, um, so he kind of like fell through the cracks a little bit. But his dad was <coughs> very instrumental in Jeffrey Dahmer when he was a kid. Like, um, like oh, this is how let's this is how we do like taxidermy. <sighs> you there? <laughs> yep, Richard Jennings. Look, Richard Jennings. Okay. Uh, so his dad was kind of instrumental in showing him how to, like, do taxidermy and, like, how to, uh, um, like, investigating the bones and stuff like that. So, like, there's definitely a lot. It, it, it's, it really, it starts almost, the show starts off toward the end of Dahmer, I guess, and then it kind of flashes back and starts from, like, his childhood kind of thing and it works its way up um but it's it's some show it's yeah it's a really really good show um and it's funny because i just i it when it premiered i didn't i never heard anything about it i'm just looking through netflix and i see this is on there and i'm like oh well this is kind of interesting and i saw evan peters was playing jeffrey dahmer and uh i was like you know i like i kind of like that guy like he's a good actor like i usually like a lot of the stuff he's in i so I'm like, let me check out the first episode. If I don't like the first episode, then I'll, I'll fucking bail. And I got hooked. Um, so I, may, I watch it when I can. Uh, it's definitely a little hard just because of the content. Because it's like, you watch an episode and you're just like, alright, I kind of need to take a break. <laughs> and watch something else a little more happier. Um, but uh, it's definitely a good show. I definitely highly recommend it if you're into like true crime stuff or... If, I don't know if you just like Evan Peters. I, I don't know, but uh, it's it's uh, it, I give it my stamp of approval. Should I watch it with the children? Absolutely not. <laughs> Abs- okay. Absolutely not. I don't think that you know though. I don't think there's any nudity. Now that I think about it, I don't think there's any. Nu- Which is weird because. Well, he's gay. I mean, that's that. He based a lot of his. Well, he based a lot of his murders on that. Yeah, like he was... But there's no... Um, I don't think you see any peen. Um, I'm trying to think... No, I don't think there's any nudity in this show. But I still wouldn't... I still wouldn't watch it with them. <laughs> your oldest, maybe. Your oldest, maybe. But definitely not your younger one. Uh, so, I don't know. You're you're breaking up, All right? So let's. Uh, do you have anything to say about Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's finish this up because you keep uh, you keep breaking in and out. Follow us on Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram, Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom, Facebook under uh, Did I say? F- oh boy. Yeah, we're on Facebook. <laughs> you can follow us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And Apple Music, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and rate and review us so everyone else can find us. And Tom, you got anything else to say? I do not. Okay, I apologize again for for uh, busting your chops today. It's all right. Okay. As long as I know that that you love me back. I, of course, always and forever. Uh, all right. Well, well, uh, well, until next time, I am Joe. You can hear me, I'm Tom. And we'll see you next time right here 
on Bulls in the Ring. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage bells. Used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango. Skipped the life and dango. A zircon princess seemed to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night, can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. <laughs> 